Hello, this is the X and Y podcast. My name's Justin and I live in Japan. For admin purposes, this is season four, episode two. Today is the 10th of December, 2020. I was asked a question back on the 20th of October and uh, I did reply to it. It was a direct message. I did reply to it. Um, It was on Tumblr. I won't mention the account name in case the guy wants anonymity, Um, but it was, uh, I think, uh, an an innocuous question, Uh, nothing to be ashamed of, and his account is a very nice account, so no problem there. Um, However, the question was something like, what are my thoughts on um, misandry on social media? And... Of course, it really depends on which platform you're on, because in recent times, we have a lot more choices, and there are more choices becoming available on, uh, uh, you know, as time goes by. And these are alternatives to the heavily censored uh, tech giants, social media giants. So Facebook, very heavily censored, although having said that, you can still post quite a lot of stuff on there and share a lot of information. But yes, there it, there is certainly heavy censorship. And apparently, uh, there are companies such as Facebook, and I don't know enough details. So if you know details, please post in the comments wherever you see this podcast, wherever you hear it, wherever you're listening to it. Now, apparently... There are major tech companies, social media companies that have third world offices where they employ local people to trawl through social media posts and censor them. So I've only recently heard about that. I mean, I I thought it was all done by robots. I didn't realise that they may, in fact, employ real people as well. So um, please let us know if you've got more details about that. So back to the question of rampant misandry on social media. Well, I don't think really there's anything you can do about it. I mean, you can report it. Um, in most cases, I think reporting it is a waste of time. And I also think that, you know, when you try to counter it with anything at all that is factual, you're just wasting your time because you're, you're, you're arguing with people that are essentially in an echo chamber and surrounded by, you know, they've got followers, friends, contacts and people reading it that are just going to pounce on you and endlessly report you, even if you don't, you know, break any community guidelines. I mean, the community guideline things on Facebook, I'm talking about Facebook, but it includes things like Twitter and and Instagram and, you know, even Tumblr here. I found that Tumblr, um, I say here because I, I post on Tumblr, so um, Tumblr, I found, isn't 
as bad as people made out. Um, people, a lot of people said it's just a, a feminist cesspit. Well, it depends on the account you read. I mean, there are absolute diabolical, misandrous accounts of rad femme vitriol, uh, you know, on Tumblr and on other platforms. But it doesn't mean that there isn't anything to counter that. And I think really, if you go on social media thinking that you're going to change somebody's mind or persuade them to drop their ideological beliefs, which are essentially, like, like for example, feminism, which is essentially a uh, the hatred of men, the persecution of men. Uh, if you go on social media thinking that you're going to persuade people who subscribe to such an ideology to change their mind, I think that you're approaching it from the wrong angle. I don't think there's any point. Generally speaking, all social media has become just, politically speaking, that is for political accounts and political posts are are essentially places of um, just hate or they're echo chambers. So either you've got people from both sides and it's very polarised, isn't it? I mean, ideally, you'd have more than two angles on things. You'd have more than two opinions. You'd have balanced debates and those things do occur. There are balanced debates and it's about presenting facts. But, you know, when you're up against something, and I'm focusing on feminism because this is, you know, this is a blokes talk podcast. This is about blokes. This is about blokes issues and especially about misandry and men's rights. So if you're expecting to challenge feminists on their hate and pseudoscience and their basic um, misunderstanding of the... uh, uh, To to put it politely, to put it very mildly, their misunderstanding of the way the world works and gender dynamics and all the rest of it. You're not going to ever really do that. You're not going to change their mind. Most people are polarised and there are just a few people in the middle who you may, you know... You may be able to change their mind. And that's what the elections are like these days. You know, you've got like nearly 50% of people are on one side. Nearly 50% of people are on the other. And there's a minority of people in the middle who swing elections. And that's really what it's like these days. So whether you're in the USA, whether you're in the UK, Australia... You know, I'm talking about the Western world. Here in Japan, there's a de facto one-party system of an elite patriarchy. And the patriarchy does exist in Japan. And it does exist in most of the third world and most of the world outside of uh, Western countries. The governments are usually run by patriarchies. It's only in the Western world that we have women running uh, things either equally with men or in some cases uh, with the advantage over men. Um, countries like New Zealand spring to mind, you know, 
where you've got insane women at the helm of the country. So back to what I'm saying about social media, I don't think that, firstly, there's no point worrying about it. You just ignore it because there's so much out there. Now, do you stick with an echo chamber? Do you stick with, for example, the Tumblr account here that uh, is called X and Y? Do you, you know, I've noticed that the posts I've put on Tumblr do attract uh, a much broader range of opinions and uh, political views than than I was expecting. Um, I didn't expect it to happen like that. And I wasn't expecting, also, I wasn't expecting to get uh, so many followers on Tumblr. That's why I'm talking about it more at the moment. And what about memes? So I actually don't mind if I get hate if I get, I mean, I do get hate, but it's not as bad as I was expecting. Now, not hopefully that isn't an open invitation to um, everybody to get in touch with their radical feminist friends to uh, now spew vitriol all over my Tumblr posts. But the fact is that I think, one, I think social media now is clamping down on it and it's easier to report. I, I mean, I don't report stuff, by the way. I will say... I don't report people. I'm a libertarian. I don't report people. I want, in fact, if they do post hateful comments, I'd rather have it out in the open. I'd rather everybody could see who the haters are. I want them exposed. I want people to know about them. And I ignore, I ignore it. I can't actually see any way to reply to, directly reply to individual comments on my Tumblr post. So if you're listening to this and you have posted comments, I can't see any way to, to reply to individual comments. So I, I'm, I, I'm sorry, I just can't do it. Um, whether it's a fault with my phone or whether, uh, I don't think it is a fault with my phone. I don't know whether the app allows that to happen. I, I'm sorry, I don't know. But um, basically, I think that it's better not to censor. I'm totally against censorship and I'd rather it was all out in the open for everybody to see. And we must believe that the average person doesn't want to act in person like some people act with the anonymity of the internet on social media because I personally would never say anything to anybody on social media that I would not say to their face. Even people who I, most people, you know, that we interact with on the internet, we're very unlikely ever to meet in person. And we can stay behind the anonymity of pseudonyms, of fake accounts, of not having personal information. But even then, I'm still not going to say anything to anybody that I would not say to their face. And I must emphasise that if everybody adopted that rule of thumb, the internet would be a much more 
pleasant place to be. Um, you're still going to get haters because there are haters that will say things to your face. But I think that there are too many people who are really acting out extreme versions of themselves that are probably not really how they act in, you know, in person uh, on a on a human face-to-face -face level, you know, in the flesh, so to speak. So I think if everybody just, rem if you could remember that, doesn't matter who you're talking to, just remember that uh, when you post a comment, when you, when you post, upload something, a meme or whatever, would you say this to somebody's face uh, in person? Um, I, I mean, that's really, I wish everybody would consider that. So I said that about uh, people on Tumblr are not as bad as I thought. And those are the people interacting with my account. Now, I don't go looking for hateful accounts. And I think this is another rule of life, if so to speak. You know, I'm not, I'm not alluding to Jordan Peterson when I say that, but uh, I think that a pretty basic rule of life is don't go looking for trouble. And so that can apply to social media. Let's not go looking for trouble on social media because throughout life, trouble does come our way. Some, some of us, it, it comes a lot more than others. And some of, for some people, it's pretty rare and uh, they cope with it well. Some of us, we get real horrible things happen to us and we have trouble coping with uh, the trouble. But whatever happens, don't go looking for it. I think there are too many people, many of whom are idle, they have nothing better to do, the so-called keyboard warriors, the SJWs, and these people are looking for trouble. Let's not do it. Let's not, let's not stoop to their level. And uh, it's been said, and I agree with this, it's been said that the 1960s, I forget what year it was, with the advent of the birth control pill, the contraceptive pill for women, it was a sexual revolution for women. It was, it's been said it was an emancipation of women. It was a pivotal moment for women as an entire gender. That's what people say. So yeah, I, I think it, it was. I don't believe it was for the better, but I do believe, yeah, that's the case. Well, with the advent of the internet, especially the, the communication age of social media, but even before social media existed, the internet became a place to emancipate men. So men were able now to network, to share information, to realize that they could 
learn from each other and help each other and say and say things and read about things that were either taboo or restricted they they just were not exposed to so i think that let's embrace the internet which we've done we are embracing the internet and i think essentially when you get like expressions like MGTOW, and MGTOW is not anything new. I think MGTOW's probably existed since the dawn of civilization, but the, the term MGTOW, for example, has really been something in recent years. And it's because a lot of men have discovered that although they are going their own way, they can keep in contact with other men going their own way. And it's almost a paradox because... On the one hand, there are men going their own way, but they're sort of all moving. They're moving away from norms. They're moving away from relationships. They're moving away from the restrictions and the, the sort of really, it's a kind of slavery that men have been in. And, but at the same time, they're moving together in this internet movement. So it is paradoxical. But I think that it's a wonderful thing, the internet, and it's something that we can all use to share information. And it's very important, and, and don't, it's very important that your information is as genuine as possible. I mean, just posting, uh, only ever posting um, hateful memes is not really productive. It's not really helpful. It can be funny uh, because. One man's humour is another man or another woman's hate. But yeah, you know, if it's hateful, let's just ignore it. Or, or we, you know, if you feel like you want to leave a comment. But remember, as soon as you leave a comment to criticise somebody, you're leaving yourself open to abuse. And then there's this whole cancel culture thing. So I think we need to not worry ourselves where misandry exists because we can't do anything about it and you need to harden to it you need to just accept that it exists and try to make the world a better place by staying positive and helping each other out and sticking with and, and it is a, there is a danger of becoming stuck in echo chambers but sticking with people who have got genuinely good advice that when you try their advice, you know that it works and you know it makes sense. And you see men who have benefited from good advice and good, really a good approach to life. And, um, you know, I've mentioned Jordan Peterson because everybody knows him, but I mean, there are other people. I strongly believe Jordan Peterson is a, a great person to listen to uh, on his podcast or watch his lectures or read his books. But I'm not saying he's perfect because he hasn't experienced uh, a broken marriage. He hasn't experienced his children being taken away from him. And he's lucky. I'm not saying he should. I'm, I'm very happy that he hasn't experienced that. And there are plenty of men out there who haven't experienced it. And I really am happy for them. I don't, I don't in any way despise them for their relationship successes. 
Um, but uh, that is one area that Jordan Peterson will never understand what it's like to be shafted by family court, for example, or to be uh, dragged off your private property, your home, dragged out of your home by police, the home that you own, which has happened to me and happened to countless men, uh, manhandled out of my own home by the police uh, on the whims of a psychotic woman, our spouses. So, you know, Jordan Peterson's never experienced that, but he's got a lot of other good advice for life. And, you know, there are some basic things and just even if you just take the issue of revenge, people want revenge. I strongly believe that success is the best revenge. It absolutely is. Um, nothing will piss off your ex more than if you move on with your life and make your life better. So don't make that the I mean, that shouldn't be your driving force, the thoughts of revenge. But even if it is, so be it. If you're driven by revenge, I, I am a strong, um, well, I wouldn't say believer, because I think, I, I believe because it does exist. I am quite strongly driven by revenge. I do have a strong um, sense of vengeance. Uh, it's nothing I can do. It's just my character. I can't really... I just can't control it. I genuinely want to take revenge for the things that have been done to me, the wrongs that have been done to me. So I know that ultimately the best way to deal with it is to make myself a better person. And if I really wanted to piss off my any ex and my ex, I've got more than one, of course. Uh, if you listen to previous podcasts, you'll hear that. Or anybody at all. Not just, doesn't have to be a spouse, but just piss people off. The haters, piss off the haters. The best way to do it is be successful. Because we've, as a civilization, we've got, we've come into a sort of, uh, this, it, it's like, a, if you know, uh, excuse the biblical reference if you don't know it, but it's the Cain and Abel. It's the Cain and Abel story. You've just got people who are successful and the haters that want to really, they just want to kill the success. And if you kill all the success, you'll end up with a sort of uh, a Stalinist state, you know, a Orwellian dystopia scenario. And that's not what we want. We want a successful civilization. We want to progress in the true sense of the word. So back to the original question, social media. Let's use social media to our advantage. Let's grab hold of it. Let's uh, take the bull by the horn, so to speak. And let's, you know, ride the bucket, ride, ride it, let it buck, let it try to throw us off. Let's keep hold of uh, the horns and let's tame it. And let's use it to our advantage. And here we are communicating with people all over the world, sharing our experiences, sharing our uh, advice, our knowledge and ideas. 
and we can make the world a better place. Now, it may not be, change is never instant. Change takes time. Um, it's very rare for major changes to happen overnight. Most major changes, most shifts take, take you know, take a generation. Uh, certainly take years. But we can do that and we can make the world a better place. And if you do have kids like me, I want the world to be a better place for them. If you don't have kids, I, I still say don't have any. If, you know, if, you, if you're thinking about it, I still say don't get married and don't have kids because the system is against us. But, yeah, you, you can just wallow in self-pity, which we all have moments. I mean, a lot of us have moments like that. I'm not saying that you... I understand. I've done it. I've been there. In fact, I'm still going through it off and on. I've been going through terrible low points recently as well. Uh, terrible stress, terrible anxiety. I can't sleep properly. That's why I've not been making many podcasts. And um, But I must believe, or I should say, I don't want the bastards to win. I just don't want them to win. It must, it's like, you know, it's like, a, it sounds cliche, but you know, good must triumph over evil and we must be the good ones. We must beat them. So the radical feminists, most, you know, a lot of radical people generally are quite young adults. Most people stop becoming radical. They sort of mellow with age and stop. Not everybody, some continue. But a lot of radicalised people, they go through a phase and it doesn't really last that long. But it's more likely to last if they're constantly bombarded with propaganda by very hateful, manipulating people, such as Marxist university professors, etc. Or the controlled media. But we must be... We we mustn't be scared to talk about things and share ideas, share opinions with people around us and all over the world using social media. We must believe that we can make things better. It's really important. Anyway, um, well, a bit of a different uh, podcast today, I suppose. You, as I said, I'm on uh, Tumblr X and Y, um, I'm on face. There's a Facebook page, believe it or not. Facebook, it's still there, hasn't taken it down. Uh, that's called uh, Men's Broadcasting Service, and I'm on. Um, what am I on? Parlor at just in case you eight one two, and I'm on MeWe. There's a, a, a group on me we called MGTOW, M-G-T-O-W. I'm thinking about starting Gab because I found out that I can use Gab just like an app on my iPhone and it can be used on any smartphone, even though the Gab app is now removed from the Android store, uh, Google Play or whatever it's called, Google Store and Apple Store we can still access it. So it's pretty easy. Just go to the, just type in the Gab and look at the website and they give you instructions on how to do it. 
Very, very quick and easy, very simple thing to do. So I can now use Gab. So I haven't set up my account, but I'm actually reading posts on there. So I'm thinking of using Gab. That's G-A-B, Gab. Um, Gab was uh, endorsed by several uh, major uh, you know, prominent speakers, such as, uh, I, think, I think Jordan Peterson has endorsed it. I think he's on there. He might have even had some stake in setting it up or may still have a stake in it. I recommend um, get on alternative platforms. Having said that, of course, you might end up with uh, an echo chamber that is um, the opposite. You know, it might just be a, the opposite end of the polarisation, you know, um, of politics. Anyway, I shall leave you there and um, try to make more podcasts more regularly. But yeah, I've got a lot of stress and anxiety at the moment. So that's why these are not as frequent as they once were. Thanks for listening. This has been the X and Y podcast.